0: I'm Jamie O'Kane, CPA, Small Business Advanced Tax Planning and Compliance Extraordinaire. And this is the Abundant Beans Podcast, the podcast that takes my love for learning what makes people tick while digging into the good, bad, and ugly of small business ownership. We strive to give you the insight that only those in the trenches of being and working with entrepreneurs can provide. Today, we'd like to welcome to the podcast, Rita Loris. Uh, Ritus is the co-founder and CEO of OmniSend, the powerful marketing automation platform that focuses on moving e-commerce marketers beyond the generic email marketing tools. With a mind seemingly crafted for business and an eye to the future, Ritus has gained notoriety with the e-commerce community for, <laughs> lots of words, with C's, for uh, his insights on OmniChannel and the future of e-commerce. Welcome. Hey, Jamie
1: thanks for inviting me.
0: (laughs) Thanks for coming to talk to us about marketing. I've been doing a lot of marketing research lately, so very interesting to hear what you have to say about it because I'm learning. It's one of those things as a business owner that I was like, I guess I should figure out how all this works.
1: That's what every business owner should be doing at any time and like especially and I believe at least like uh, the part of marketing we are serving our organization serving and myself is, is focused on is kind of retention marketing so working mm-hmm. with your existing customer base which at this uh, crisis at any crisis situation at any crisis or economical meltdown times it's it's where all the businesses actually turn their faces back to their existing customers mm-hmm. uh, as acquisition uh, cost really increases and uh, and and uh, you know you are they are a bit more concerned about their budget, etc. Mm, awesome. And their cus and customers from a customers' like point of view, they prefer buying from the businesses from which we have bought in the past already. Uh, they kind of less 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 risk-taking um, behavior happens at those situations.
0: That's awesome. So tell us, uh, what was your first job?
1: Yeah. Uh, so first job, which I was uh, like. Uh, paid for I, I was I was working at my mom's she, she's like uh, eye surgery and she has a small optic shop mm. uh, yeah so like during my summer holidays I was I was working there uh, to replace as so she had only one hire uh, at that optic optic shop so then uh, when the the like, administrator went for holidays I replaced her um, during summertime That's so cute. that was my first job where I was paid for it
0: <laughs> we all have those like <laughs> chores and stuff I always tell my kids you're not my employees you're my indentured servant
1: <laughs> no no but I was paid yeah that was like and then I would say she was even like pretty generous uh, mm-hmm. paying a bit a bit more than I, I would probably deserve at that time in the market <laughs> in general with like zero knowledge and and zero skills
0: So your mom had her own company then. She was in yeah,
1: yeah. She has, she has now as well. She has now for already more than twenty years.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So give us um, a quick synopsis of your career journey.
1: So I have graduated political sciences, so nothing, nothing related to marketing or like IT, which uh, apparently I did, ended up in this industry. So, mm-hmm. but but uh, since the age of 21, I believe or 22, uh, I have I have never been employed. So mm-hmm. I, I used to run my own business or like co-run business with someone. So I was invited by a friend. Uh, by a friend who really like launch a first company and the first Mm -hmm. venture. Um, It was like really interesting thing that uh, had zero experience, zero knowledge, but I kind of like an adventurous person. I'm a kind of adventurous person. So when there's an opportunity to do something like interesting and crazy, I'm I'm usually signed on it. So uh, that was exactly the case and said, why not? Yeah, let's try. I have no clue how to run the business, but it sounds interesting. Uh, I want to become a businessman." Uh, yeah so since then yeah i had i had like um various different companies and uh, first business matter was oh like for nowadays like for younger generations even like not impossible to explain now although i'm not all by myself but uh, before the smartphones there were feature phones where you can have like a melody for the ringtone instead of just standard melody There were, you can play the, the song you like mm-hmm. and it was not like not like fully polyphonic etc so we were making those and the ah. customer just texting and that's how you receive a melody or oh, or oh, that was like absolute innovation at that time uh colorful uh screen savers for your phone
0: oh wow so what kind of phones were those
1: um uh, it was like dominated by nokia at that time yeah i was gonna uh, say
0: those little yeah. nokia the little yeah, yeah. ones yeah
1: I yeah. Had. yeah motorola was very popular at that time um, Samsung was already there yeah but yeah even even brands which don't exist now if they do exist they are very weak already or like went bankruptcy and maybe someone just took their brand like Nokia
0: or Motorola yeah yeah that's hilarious well did you see that Motorola put out the like the new razors yeah yeah I mean, yeah, yeah the new
1: razors yeah we've kind of uh the, the, the screen is uh, is uh like blendable there yeah it's like, like a this. bendable yeah, yeah. like
0: yeah, yeah, smart... yeah I was like yeah because we loved those phones, right? Like we all had those like little Nokia ones, you know, those were awesome. Yeah. And that was like, I was like 19 or whatever. <laughs>
1: like, Yeah, that, that was like, uh, yeah, 2000, what, three, two thousand four, something like this. Oh, yeah.
0: it was before that, I think. Because um, I think that was the first like phone I bought with my cell phone number. Was, mm-hmm. You know, the little Nokia one. Everybody wanted those yeah. little ones.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that was the beginning, you know, uh, and uh, and since then, since then, I was I was uh, running different different companies and mm-hmm. like fast forward, uh, like to 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 those days. So but uh, like Omnisend, which is marketing automation tool, is really a spin-off from a marketing agency. Mm-hmm. So I had like few um, startup attempts. What so startup, like by definition, that it's kind of some something like IT related and with mm-hmm. uh, fast growth, global ambition uh and uh and like two times i failed or we failed to give mm-hmm. co-founders and and like yeah third third attempt seemed to be like rather successful and between my failures in the startup attempts i have more traditional businesses let's mm-hmm. say like digital marketing agency like serving customers developing websites facebook applications mm-hmm. uh, doing their email marketing um, building their online stores, et cetera et cetera so basically that's you know selling your uh, hours professional hours for creative as well as like you know development uh, development uh, mm-hmm. uh, hours for 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 the customers so yeah and um, yeah, and that's how uh, how like Comdescent uh, was was born so and initially for a couple of initial years, we launched the product and still continue our agency. Activities, and actually, we were earning money from agency customers and investing into a product. And uh, although like from the very beginning, we had quite a good traction, but uh, we struggled to really find a, a, um, a like monetization model mm-hmm. for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had like three customers, which were using it quite actively, but we didn't find how to ask to pay them and for mm-hmm. what they were willing to pay. So that was kind of a challenge and great lesson to to, to be learned that, uh, you know, one thing is really to to provide a product for the market, which mm-hmm. like in our case, you see signs of that market wants that, but how to ask your customers to pay and how to show the value that they would be paying for, for, the, for the solution you bring to them. It's, it's, it's another, another challenge. Yeah. And a lot of experiments and yeah. So uh, finally we managed to.
0: That's awesome. So tell us what, um, tell us about OmniSend, like what does it do? Explain explain all of that for us, because most of us, yeah. especially In me, plan, I like yeah, yeah. to know like what's the nuts and bolts?
1: Sure, Jamie. So yeah, so OmniSend is a marketing automation tool, which is built for everyone who is selling online. So we are focusing on like e-commerce stores all the way from like beginners small merchants who just have started their their online store their maybe after hour activities and like one-man show uh we start from there we help them to collect subscribers to start sending their first campaigns to automate uh, their first like abundant cards and like very basic things and then the, all the way to like mid-sized businesses like established companies like doing tens of millions in GMV. Uh, we're not focusing on like really large ones, but mm-hmm. like, you know, small to mid-sized, mid size established businesses. And yeah, what do we help them to do is really we help them to communicate with their existing customers uh, by sending emails, Text messages, Facebook Messenger messages, WhatsApp messages, and uh, web push notifications, and even synchronizing like uh, different segments with uh, Google AdWords uh, and 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 Facebook ads to okay. run lookalike lookalike campaigns or or, or, or let's say retargeting campaigns format, proper segment. It's only one tool. It's, uh, you can build it all on a single flow. So you can, like, you as a marketer or owner of a business, you can define which, which channel, which would you start the campaign, which is like following channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, your customers uh, have uh, ability to choose their most preferred channels for communication. Mm-hmm. So, cool. so once you ask, yeah, once you ask, you know, to someone to, to subscribe to your communication, so uh, still up until now, like vast majority of businesses, what do they do? They ask for email address only. Right. Uh, like okay, as we understand, there's a subscriber as a email subscriber, but uh, uh, it's one of the things which we at understand we went to like broaden it, the definition of subscriber. That subscriber is anyone uh, of your existing customers who actually gave you a consent to communicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, might be via email, might be via text messages, might be via messengers mm-hmm. or or any other channel. So that's really
0: cool.
1: Yeah. So that's basically what we do.
0: I love it. So you guys focus on e-commerce. So yeah, that's correct. Yeah. I just kind of want to go to the like nets and bolts, but like, what is e-commerce? Like, what does that mean? And then, yeah, so you know,
1: anyone, anyone who's selling, who's selling online. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, okay. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a good question. Actually, like online, if if you are selling like through Amazon or eBay, so, uh, you you don't own your uh, contacts.
0: Right.
1: Amazon and eBay owns, and you can pay them to communicate with your existing customer base. Okay. And you yeah, if you pay them commissions and they drive you traffic. If you own your own your like own online store on Shopify, BigCommerce, Magento, mm-hmm. WooCommerce, any of those platforms which is like branded with your domain, your brand, etc. So then we help them. So yeah, basically. In in our kind of minds, the e-commerce are those who own their branded stores on any of those platforms. or so any any other platform globally. So and yeah, so this is this is e-commerce, and we sell online, and transaction is basically happening all online. You your customers don't need to interact with you physically. Okay. Uh, so so that's the definition I would say.
0: And what are you seeing as the as the growth of e-commerce? Like, what is the future of e-commerce? Do you think everything's going to be online at some point?
1: Uh, so you know what we believe in is that every, like commerce in general, and like in ten years, mm-hmm. and this COVID crisis is actually accelerating that a mm-hmm. lot. It's, uh, it's, so, it's accelerating yeah, a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, including e-commerce. Uh, I would say blend of e-commerce and traditional like brick and mortar retail. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we strongly believe that, like in the perspective of like seven to ten years, there will be no e-commerce and there will be no retail anymore. There will be just commerce, mm. omni-channel commerce. So uh, and the, what is the future? Let's say you are willing to buy a jacket. So now you go to the department store or like any brick-and-mortar store. You find a size which fits you, but you don't find the color you like. Yeah. And uh, uh, so we believe that in the future, there will be just showrooms, fitting rooms, So where you go. You just have one single piece of all the jackets available for all the sizes, all the colors, but just one single piece for each one. You fit if you like it, so you just go to the cashier and you ask to deliver it to your doors the same day. And by the time you get back home, you find it's like yours. So, that's the future, we and shopping uh, malls will be more transformed into like experience spaces, and and this is already the trend which is happening. Shopping malls are introducing more and more kind of uh, like entertainment, like uh, cinemas, uh, you know, restaurants, and uh, and a lot of things which are not related directly to the shop. And shops will be transforming into experience uh, spaces. And probably, like, the first to to introduce that already back in the days was Apple, Mm -hmm. where their stores were really transformed into experience and uh, spaces Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. like, showrooms. And the way you can play, you can spend a lot of time there, et cetera. So this is definitely the direction uh, entire retail uh, will be going. At least we believe in that.
0: Yeah, I mean, we have a Tesla showroom. Yeah, yeah. Like, in one of our malls. Like, you just go in look at your like look at the teslas and then order Mm -hmm. it which is Mm -hmm. hilarious to me but it's really cool right you don't have to walk around the car a lot or deal with the people (laughs) like you can just go look at the couple of models decide what you want and just order it yeah
1: yeah Touch it feel it
0: yeah um this
1: is is very important
0: yeah yeah, and we see that with pop-up shops and things like that there's some like women's clothing that does that um Mm -hmm. but that's really cool
1: So pop-up shops is a really good example of another direction than uh, those uh, which were born, businesses which were born as like online businesses, mm-hmm. they are going Go. offline uh, in in the format of pop-up shops. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and even like Amazon, which was born as a, you know, a, a resistance for traditional retail mm-hmm. is opening physical stores. They have a quiet, you know, physical retail, mm-hmm. gross, grocery stores, chain, et cetera. So world foods. So it's it's, it's it's all those are really good examples of um, like commerce uh, like being blended uh, both ways and boundaries yeah. are melting.
0: Yeah, so we could only, for a little bit there, we could only return things at the Amazon store mm-hmm. <laughs> in our local mall. And so you have to go into the store and look at the things. And I was just like, don't look, don't look. <laughs> we spent <laughs> enough money at Amazon. <laughs> yeah, but it was really true. easy to return stuff because they have everything mm-hmm. on, you know, they just do, 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 do. here you mm-hmm. go, here's your yep. money. Uh, but we had to go to the mall, <laughs> which means we had to get Starbucks and we had to go walk around the Lego <laughs> shop and we had to go, you know, we had to go do all the things. That's true. Um, so I think I just answered my question on that one. So talk to us about omni channel marketing. Like, what does that mean?
1: Yeah. So you know, followed by uh, what what just what I have just explained as what we fundamentally believe. What is the future of commerce? So mm-hmm. uh, if if we believe that us as customers will have ability to, 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 to buy whatever we like, uh, mm-hmm. and how, however we like in different formats. So we believe that marketing should be following this trend as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and brands, companies should offer customers to choose their most preferred channels.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, so feel for kind of all those channels like email, text messages, messengers, uh, notifications, uh, which are currently available. Nobody knows what will be available in, in five to 10 years whatever channels will appear, but we believe that all those channels have to be offered for your customers to choose what is the most perfect for them. Um, it's from a customer standpoint, yeah? Mm-hmm. I have ability to choose. From a marketer, from a company standpoint, is like uh, you, you should build campaigns and you should start like thinking less in, in, uh, in campaigns, but start thinking more in customer life cycle and lifetime value. That's mm-hmm. what we believe too, and here it's where a variety of channels is really an omni-channel approach is really helping you because you can start running those lifecycle based and trigger-based automated campaigns throughout different channels, and you don't have you don't need to have like five or seven tools to run those campaigns. You can put it on a single flop. Mm-hmm. Just basic example. Let's say abandoned uh, cart Minder is like the most popular automation by far globally. Used mm-hmm. by most online stores, etc. So, uh, you know what usually happens: we just or the tool is identifying that okay, someone like Jamie has abandoned the cart, mm-hmm. and the email is being sent to her. So, uh, what if we would add a text message? If Jamie ignores our first email, we send a web push notification. Of course, if we have a permission from Jamie. Mm-hmm. If Jamie's ignoring that, maybe we're sending a text message. If she mm-hmm. still keeps ignoring us, we synchronize her data with uh, Google and Facebook ads to run retargeting campaign, mm-hmm. which is the, the, the most costy way to, to reach out to Jamie again. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but yeah, for a marketer, you just two uh, things. One, you do it in the most uh, uh, cost-effective way. And second thing, your campaign is not that intrusive you don't start bombarding Jamie with uh, messages through like many different channels at the same time. You just do it like one by one trying to find what works the best for Jamie in this case.
0: Oh, that's what they're doing. <laughs> 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 I see because I'm always like why do I get an email and then sometimes a text and then sometimes an email later and then you know, depending on what there's, you know, what the text is, but it's not like all their mm-hmm. new releases. But it's like
1: yep. maybe yep. So
0: that might it's, be interesting.
1: One ways we like you know utilize those different channels, and maybe we like you know we we see that uh, that James always reading text messages but never reacts to our emails. So we should start like you know targeting her through that channel more.
0: Hmm.
1: It's as simple as that.
0: That's, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Okay. I, I mean, I see what they're doing. I see. I, I get it now. Which is, it's cool though. Because, you know, if I wasn't having attention before, if I get a text, which is fine, they rarely text me, um, I'm like, oh, that's you know, that's a really cool. Launch or whatever. So it's like very specific, probably to what I've purchased in the past or what I've searched for in the past or whatever. So that's really, that's really highly likely.
1: Yeah, highly likely. that <laughs> it it's based on your past behavior or whatever. It's, is it browsing or is it like purchase history? Hmm. Uh, yeah. So <laughs>
0: it's, it's interesting. Stuff. It's interesting how much data is out there about like our purchasing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's How, how we it, purchase things. And why we're
1: purchasing? Yeah, um, there's, very data, and uh, but you know, like, uh, and there are like, um, like privacy concerns. Mm-hmm. But okay, so how, how much of our like data about our behavioral are we okay to, to allow businesses to, to collect about us and to utilize that? Mm-hmm. Uh, but in general, kind of people are willing to exchange their personal data, like in exchange of more relevant communication. Because mm-hmm. you know what what happens? Yes, I am kind of um, I kind of giving out my my personal, even my like email addresses, or phone numbers, uh, but in exchange I get just much more relevant communication. And probably there is no nothing much more intrusive in the world as the ads which are not relevant for me. Mm-hmm. You know, old old school TV. Then I'm forced to watch like twenty minutes of ads which are completely irrelevant for me. Right. Uh, so. Like, you know, a lot of people, including myself and uh, and a lot of people, they, they are absolutely fine to exchange personal data in, in, into, into much more relevant communication promo messages. Yeah,
0: that's, that's really interesting. Right. I always laugh because um, like if I'm watching Hulu or something, I'll get like Jaguar ads and I'm like, y'all don't know me at all. <laughs> it's like I've been looking at Hyundai's, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, this is highly, you know, it's just not relevant and I'm just always laughing because I'm like, I'm a buying a Jaguar.
1: Yeah, okay, so, you know, data is not always like 100% correct. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> makes mistakes, in, including artificial intelligence, so.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. It just makes me yeah. laugh every time. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you guys are very focused on multi-channel and not just email, so can you just kind of talk about, you know, what, why email just doesn't always work? I think you kind of talked about that, but you know everybody really focuses on email marketing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so email is still kind of the most effective uh, way for communicating with your existing customers. Mm-hmm. Still like. Uh, but the most uh, like even more what is even more effective is really augmenting email with other channels so mm-hmm. sms sms is one of those channels text messages which is reliving its renaissance and it's it's really uh, very effective and return on investment is really great usually the subscriber basis is usually smaller comparing to what you have on your email list mm-hmm. but but yeah it's really worth doing that and What's good about SMS comparing, like, text message, uh, let's say, three or five years ago, that, like, everybody has smartphone. So, mm-hmm. basically, customer journey continues uh, on the smartphone. So, mm-hmm. you don't lose that the contact. You just, customer is clicking on the link. It's opening mobile, mobile-friendly website, and they can continue uh, all the way to that transaction, mm-hmm. to the purchase. It's one thing. And the second thing is really uh, much easier to unsubscribe. So it's really depending on, like, uh, country. In the US, you can just send back stop, and the campaign will be stopped, so it's as easy as that. Or, or, or the link can be used to unsubscribe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Pretty pretty, pretty much similar uh, logic as in email. So just a short link, you click on that. you go to a landing page, which says, okay, so sorry, uh, to see you go, would you really like to unsubscribe? Yes, I would like to unsubscribe. Mm-hmm. So people are kind of uh, because like uh, more and more people know about this, but it's not not difficult to exit uh, SMS campaigns. It mm-hmm. was you know, the case a few years ago. Still, and then if if I get into the list, I really am I'm bombarded by by text messages and I cannot unsubscribe easily. Mm-hmm. So it's not the case anymore. And and for the marketer is really the, the person who is giving you a phone number is usually a bit more. Um, bit more kind of an advocate of, of your brand mm-hmm. of your of your store or the mm-hmm. product you are selling so he, he's kind of uh, a better customer so once you collect phone numbers uh, you send campaigns via text messages etc so usually you get really good uh, return on investment here okay. or or there are different occasions when you should be using different channels so let's say uh for just bulk campaigns when you want to introduce your new collection on your aisles etc so email is is perfect for a lot of like for or the follow-up messages Text message is really perfect let's say we have just dispatched your parasol or mm-hmm. like one week after 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 you have delivered um, you have delivered your product so ask about how how did you like it how did you like experience can you evaluate us like nps any other uh, evaluation questions. So, uh, mm-hmm. service. So, again, sending uh, uh, text message. It usually guarantees you much, much better uh, like open rates and and, and visibility. as You know, you can ignore uh, the, what, the 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 uh, email in the inbox, but mm-hmm. it's much more difficult to ignore text messages.
0: Huh. I love yeah. it. Yeah, you're kind of like I'm. Just like hmm. <laughs> You know, I do a lot. I buy a lot of stuff online. Like we do pretty much everything online at this point. Um, but yeah, so some of the companies that I've, you know, highly interacted with, then, you know, they'll send me a, a text message or, you know, cause like, for example, I do run the runway. Um, so mm-hmm. I'll get a test my text message when it shipped, I'll get a text message when it arrives, you know, things like that. Yep. And then that's they cool. also send a message like, you know, please, you know, rate them or whatever,
1: mm-hmm. which is really
0: nice. Cause it's like, okay, I can just do that without having to think about it because I want to do that thing. And then you also get a good idea of, like, who will interact with you on those, like, Mm -hmm. in your target markets.
1: Yep. And, you know, and, uh, and, uh, and again, it's even those text messages, which you have just mentioned, they're Mm -hmm. not promotional, like, they, they don't offer you anything else to buy, like, directly mm-hmm. but what does that mean that it, you interact with the same brand again and again and again mm-hmm. and then next time when you need like similar product you who will be top of mind mm-hmm. the, the the brand which interacted with you, you more mm-hmm. and uh, so it's it's a, it's another very important thing to understand that you know uh, marketers when we think about like uh, marketing things it's sh- it shouldn't be all like pushy and it shouldn't be like uh, all this promotion mm-hmm. by by like the pure mean of the word promotion, mm-hmm. uh, as you know, just showing uh, that you care about your customers and sending like post purchase text messages is one of the ways to show that you care about your customers. That's you keep cool. them informed, so you know it's 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 very important.
0: I like it. Um so what is so you know how has you kind of talked about this but how does a business pick their channels what how do they pick which channels they want like do they do it based on their customers do they just kind of try it kind of combination of both
1: uh, yes probably it's combination of both so it, it's it depends on business, and usually, like, you know, email is the most popular channel by, by far, and then and, and businesses start with emails, and then they start adding and experimenting with uh, different channels as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, SMS is, is because it's so effective. It's really uh, it's really kind of a trend. So if you read, uh, if you're a marketer, you read kind of, you know, blogs, et cetera, so people start talking more and more about message. So, of course, you have to try it. <laughs> so that's that's, you know. That's probably I think yeah, and like Facebook Messenger was very popular, but after after this uh, Cambridge Analytica scandal, uh, they put like a lot of applied a lot of restrictions on what uh, what businesses can actually do uh, and how can they communicate with with their customers, and it's like really limited now, and much more than it used to be. Before. Yeah, I would have before. like
0: message. Last election. Yeah, well, I would have companies be like, hey, you left your car, like just message after message after message, and I'm mm-hmm. like, stop.
1: Yeah, yeah, so, but, but I think it's just, you know, a good example of, like, it was, like, just way too liberal,
0: mm-hmm. and, like,
1: no control, and, like, absolute wild west, <laughs> uh, but, you know, then Zuckerberg started going to, yeah, yeah, to, <laughs> to like committees mm. uh, and Senate, etc. So they just put all the restrictions we could. So instead of like balancing and leaving it somewhere in the middle that it's, you know, sanely usable and and then like not intrusive for customers, mm. but yeah, they put a lot of restrictions. So we'll, we'll see how, how it goes in the future. TikTok is coming, so there, there will be new.
0: TikTok's TikTok, the whole thing know. right now, apparently. <laughs>
1: So, I keep I
0: keep opening the app and going. I don't know what I'm doing here and closing it. <laughs> 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 I'm Maybe pretty it tech savvy. I don't understand TikTok. Um. So before I ask my last question, uh, what is the easiest way for people to find you?
1: Um dot com. Uh, <laughs> it's our website. Yeah. So we just go there, and if you are on any of those platforms like Shopify, BigCommerce, Woo, Magento, so you can find us in app stores. Just really plug and play, easy to connect, and yeah, on you can you can start a free trial there, and even use a free version for beginners. Um, yeah, sign up and use it in self-service way. If you're a bit larger, and you would like us to guide you through the process, so our sales executives are always ready to to help you, and you can look at them over there.
0: So you guys have different levels of service. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's correct. Yeah, that's
0: companies. that's correct. Yeah, perfect. Mm-hmm. I love it um so final question what is the one thing most email e-commerce businesses are missing in their marketing um to become effective
1: uh so i would say really kind of utilizing more channels
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, still vast majority is stick to email mm-hmm. and uh, that's what we are really kind of advocating strongly that you have to add more channels to that uh they are not like as equally effective as email but uh, when you combine different channels let's say uh like among our customer base we saw that those who are using at least three channels we like they have like way better conversion rates like, like three times better conversion rates uh because that's how you are able to uh, to to find as we already discussed uh, discussed about like more people and we offer them the most preferred channels uh to 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 talk to the brand and to communicate to the brand. So yeah I would say this is this is probably my my key advice for try more channels. Put them on on a single flow, and yeah, you will see really better results.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rados. I really appreciate
1: it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for inviting.
0: Thank you so much for listening or watching. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you prefer to listen. If you learned something and found some useful information to apply to your business today, please consider giving us a thumbs up and a review. Until next week, be abundant.